Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here. Brother Rufus is there. Over there. Over, over. there. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. You start out singing. Isn't that nice? Gerald, do you uh, have a number for us? Um, I'll uh, just keep to talking at the moment. Yeah, he... My number is four. <laughs> so, uh, how, how's everything this morning, Rufus? You you got um, the crud or I got I got the Mike uh, Mike Rayley design. No, I I I had that. I've I've been done with that for a good while now. Don't blame that on me. I was afraid. While I had it, I was going to get, but you were fine then. Don't don't blame it on me. Blame it on yeah. the Chitlin Club. You probably get picked up something there. Well, it wouldn't have been the Chitlins because they were really good this year. It certainly wasn't the Chitlins. Well, they were always good. Uh, this was a new, but a they new were fried. Kind of fried. Yeah, and they. And it they, was almost like calamari. What'd you yeah. think? Yeah, I, you know that that's it. That's all right. Calamari. Is that did that suit you, Gerald? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a improvement. I I can't remember. Just what goes I've had. to show you can fry anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it be edible. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can't remember the last time I had calamari. Oh yes, I can. I I had it. I had it. I had it in the nineteen eighties. <laughs> I had it nineteen. Surely you can't remember that far back. Nineteen eighty eight in uh, Nassau. <laughs> Good and I was I was standing beside McLean Stevenson from Mash because we we went down all the announcers went down to Nassau stayed at the Nassau Beach Hotel and flew down on Piedmont because they had just that that was their first flight Open that route yeah that was their first flight to Nassau and McLean Stevenson was the spokesman for Piedmont. Huh. Then he did the TV commercials, so he went with us, and he was on all of the shows. Nice guy, huh? Yeah, he was. He, he was kind of. He wasn't shy. He was just, you know, he didn't. I, I didn't. He didn't talk a lot except on the air. Now he was. He was. Uh, he was the colonel on. <laughs> <All right. laughs> on uh, from Mash. Uh, when he was on the air, but uh, otherwise, but I, I, that's that's the last calamari I had, and it was good. I can't hardly remember what I ate last week, and here you're going back to the eighties. I, I don't, yeah, well, I, yeah, well, I, I don't know wh- where that comes from. I, I do have pretty good memory, but it's some you kind know, of repressed Freudian. I'm sure <laughs> that it has something to do with fraud. Good lord, yeah. it's no telling, no telling what he would tell me. He tell me to get out of broadcasting. I tell you, hey, man, it's driving you crazy. Except for this show. Yeah, this is nice. This is therapy. Fraud, Freud, not fraud. <laughs> oh, that's a Freudian slip. Uh, <laughs> I'm a fraud. No, uh, Freud would tell me to uh, yes, yes, do the weekend gardener. It's uh, relaxing, and it is. I hope it is. I hope that I haven't stirred anybody in the bed this morning. <laughs> we were their alarm clock with the rooster and everything so uh so gerald um you were just talking about just an instant before we went on the air about all the rain and y'all are just cat- catching up on the centennial campus yeah it's it's not that we've had you know 
10 inches above normal rainfall. It's just been so frequently. There was a span there. It seemed like it wanted to rain every weekend <laughs> for a while, and then that moved into, and it just, you know, the ground stays so wet, it doesn't take a lot of to get the ground wet this time of the year, and it's just so slow to, to dry out. And, you know, some of the places we're getting to, I mean, we're, we're about to kick into mulching gear pretty high, and we've just got through with pre-emergence and, you know, some other, other things to kind of lead up to it. But we are... We, we finally had a good good stretch of, of weather uh, the last couple of weeks and kind of got back on general schedule, I guess would be the way uh, to look at it. But, uh, you know, it felt good <laughs> this week, those nice warm days we had. And then this morning, it's, you know, a little you, brisk <laughs> walking outside. Irish was back there. I, I, I attribute that to Johnny Hood. Mm-hmm. Johnny, Johnny may have gotten that from growing up in Princeton. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. Rose Rose is from. But, I, I uh, guess you followed the uh, adage of do pre-emergence when the Scythia starts blooming. Yeah, there, there you get people that have a number of, of sayings. There's one, President's Day yeah. uh, is one of the sayings. Uh, Bradford pears, start see them blooming is one of the sayings. And for Scythia. Uh, I will tell you that you're you're about to be late if you haven't done it because with these few little spurts of warmth we've had the last couple of weeks, this seventy, the soil temperature has eased on up a considerable amount. Uh, and I won't never forget it was a couple of years ago when we had that super warm January. I started pre-emerging the first of February, which I don't think I'd ever put any in my life out that early. Because it's all based on soil temperature, and with an average winter, they would tell you around the 20th, 21st of February would be your go date. And ironically, that's usually when for Cynthia yeah. starts blooming in Bradford pears. I think you've already seen plenty of those already blooming, and I think in an ideal world, you probably would have started you know, seven or ten days ago with your pre-emergence, but it's not too late. They're still, I mean, part of the reason people will tell you to split your application, do your first application now, and then wait four to six weeks to do your second second application is so many weeds germinate at different soil temperatures. So that's why sometimes people will do their one application and, well, I put it exactly like it said in the right amount, you know, per thousand square feet and I've still got weeds coming up is because the weeds, you know, they, they just germinate at a different soil temperature, and sometimes you you can miss that on, on your application. Well, I certainly can testify, <laughs> Judge, that I have the weeds. <laughs> I do have the weeds. Oh, gosh. Well, I there, have, there are a lot of them at 21, 21 Lake Wheeler. Well, when farmer says lay by, that's exactly right. what I've done to my <laughs> – that's exactly what I've done to the grass that I've had. The lawn area. I'm paying for that generous uh, application of chicken manure about 25 years ago that my friend Cecil Williams from Pittsburgh came up with truckloads and put about two inches on the the ground, and it's still there. You talking about L.C. Williams? L.C. Williams. Melissa saw saw his uh, son, talked to his son yesterday. Oh, my, yes. In Pittsburgh. They were, I don't know where they were. Fine young man. Yeah. It was somewhere in Pittsburgh. So, Elsie was a, a mighty kind friend of mine. He he was out at the house a lot, and he, he built a gazebo that you've seen. Both of you have seen. He did it out of uh, old lighting fixtures that he, that the big steel beams that would come up to show lighting on a service station, and then they took uh, 
a rebar and made the gazebo there. And I remember he had an old boy from, was it Beargrass or Bear Creek? Bear Creek. Bear Creek. Yeah, that's where they make the fruitcake. And uh, I don't think you could take a bulldozer and pull it out. <laughs> no. <laughs> and one time, LC uh, Spirit may be right there. One time, uh, LC did not believe in doing anything by hand that you can do by machine. <laughs> so he, he told me one time, he said, I know this old home place. <laughs> and we'll go out there and dig up some daffodils. Well, I put a, a shovel in the back of the car, and he said, ah, come on. He loaded up a backhoe. <laughs> <laughs> and we drove down there close to Beargrass. Bear Creek. Bear Creek. <laughs> and he dug up maybe 50 daffodils with that backhoe, and he said, now, wasn't that easy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't know him. My, my father-in-law felt the same way about uh, – L.C. Yeah. LC had probably this, everybody did. When he laughed, he had this he, 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 he. <laughs> I know that sounds you know, like Mel- a I think punk. Melissa and all her family laughs like that, too. It must be something <laughs> about Pittsburgh. Uh, 919-860-9783. Let's talk to, well, we have two Garner people. Phil is first. He's in uh, Garner. Hey, Phil, how are you today? Good morning from your favorite city councilman over here in Garner, the home of oh, great. Siege. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you, Councilman. Yes, sir. You guys have given me great advice in the subject y'all talking about. Weeds, that's what I was calling in about, and hopefully you could help me out. I had uh, put what I call the St. Augustine's, uh, sprigged it all over my yard a few years ago, and that time I had a professional lawn service kind of keeping things watched, and they sent a young man in one time that uh, didn't quite know what he was doing. He killed off just about all of it, and so uh, Mm. we redid it. And uh, so um, I've been kind of looking after it since then. But like you guys are talking about, uh, it has not come into play yet. But uh, I know it's going to come out because that's what I wanted to choke out weeds and other grasses. But I'm getting these little this clover coming out and some other weeds all over the yard. I was wondering, what's the best thing I could uh, put down on that with my spreader that would knock out these weeds but not harm my St. Augustine's? Uh, you you need to look at the label because Saint August Saint Augustine is a little bit like centipede. Some of your right. normal uh, herbicides that work great on Bermuda and fescue, they can be a little sensitive to. Um, uh-huh. And sometimes I know it's a lot easier uh, to 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 be able to broadcast something with a spreader, but it mm-hmm. may force you into having to go the spray route. With a liquid, okay. because some and not all herbicides are available in liquid form or water soluble, and in a granular form as well. Uh, and off the top of my head, uh, I cannot think of a granular version that would work. The clover is the monkey wrench in that because there are a lot of broadleaf herbicides that pretty much right. kill everything but clover. Uh, so when you see uh, go into uh, even uh, lows, but particularly if you go into somewhere uh, site one or even green resources over in Garner, and you see on there it's something plus. The plus is usually something's added to it. This is for clover only. Used to be MSMA back in the day, but now there are other uh, clover killing products that are that are added to it. Uh, my recommendation would probably be, since you're in Garner, is to stop by and see them. Because just as soon as you mention the St. Augustine, they'll know which ones to eliminate 
as a yeah, what was the name of that company again? Green Green Resources, which is a uh, really they supply commercial uh, landscaping <laughs> companies. All of they yeah. sell every kind of chemical fertilizer, everything that you would need, uh, anything involved in the turf industry. Uh, there, I won't. I can't think if it's it's the next street past on seventy. Uh, going uh, east past Agra Supply and on the same okay. side of the road as the Wake Med. Okay. Uh, as it's, it's I don't I won't say Mechanical Boulevard, but I don't think that's that's right. But it, they're just a little ways down that that street on the left. Okay. Uh, but they they'll have they'll sell the anybody with money now. If it's a restricted chemical, you'd have to have a pesticide license. But right. the majority <laughs> of your herbicides uh, that you would use for to kill weeds are not. It's. Uh, 1218 Management Way. That's it. Management Way is, is the I name. I right where that's at. Uh, the that's at cool. down there. But that they've got every – we buy the largest proportion of our chemicals at the university from them uh, okay. because they're – uh, they're you know they're close by and they've got got stuff on hand. Okay, well, fabulous, fabulous. Now, Phil, I, I would probably, I would, Phil, I would probably drive you crazy because <clears throat> you probably heard me talk about how I love clover. I go and seed. It'll be lo- not too long before I'll start seeding clover because I, I I live in a place where it's just chickweed and everything in the world, and the clover overtakes the rest of them. And, and I'd, I'd rather have a a clover yard. Than a chickweed yard. <laughs> well, well come one on way to look at all you want. Yeah, <laughs> well, Mr. Matthews, you've been doing okay, or Commissioner Matthews, doing I good. should say. Doing good things are growing over here in Garner, and uh, we're excited. Cold weather's here, but uh, spring is around the corner, and seems like everybody in the country is trying to move over here. And uh, yeah, and so we're trying to stay on top of you know growth issues like everybody else in Wake County, and uh, but uh, everything is looking good and. Uh, we're excited, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys and listen to you every Saturday. Well, it's an honor to talk to you, sir. Bill, have you done any, any more annexation lately? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I keep up. <clears throat> you yeah. house, we got those over here. <laughs> uh, yeah. You well, might as well come on, everybody else here. I, I, I'm telling you, they really are, yeah. It's a great place. Well, thank you, gentlemen, very much. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. It's always a pleasure. Appreciate the advice, and we'll go by and visit. Yeah, and and let us know if it works for you. I certainly do that. You help me on my peach trees, and uh, all that is doing quite well. Good. (laughs) That's that's a tough thing to deal with, the peach trees around here. Yes, it is. Thank you, you councilman. Have a good one. I'll let somebody else get on. Yes, sir. Again, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Yes, sir. Bye bye. Bye. 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. Steve is in Garner. Hey, guys. Hey, Steve. It's a beautiful day out there. It's cool. I, I like I like the cooler you know, weather. The other two here are, are kind of midland, midland. Well, I don't know, Rufus, you like cool weather. Oh, Ger- I'm, I'm a mountain man. <clears throat> Gerald, Gerald has to work outside all the time, so he's... Well, he- that, that basically means the only way you sweat is you have to build, you have to layer up. <laughs> That's right, or build a fire. I actually got some weeding done this week. Oh, good, yeah. There's yeah. A, there are a lot of them out there. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. I haven't been able to get out there and get it, so it's been – I have a uh, – Rufus was saying he didn't want a chickweed yard. I have a 
section of my yard that seems to be 90% chickweed, so I got to get that done. But green resources is where I get all my chemicals. So yeah. Mm, they are, uh, they sell commercial sizes. You just got to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. You can't get uh, like a 10-pound bag of fertilizer. You have to buy a, a 50-pound bag of fertilizer. So right. You have to be ready to use it. Sure. Yeah. That's the only uh, drawback is if you don't have a large yard and you just need a small amount. Mm-hmm. Your box stores are probably still better than going there because you're going to only be able to get the the commercial side. Mm-hmm. But okay. they they do sell to anybody, and they are really nice people. Fantastic. I have dealt with them for what ten, fifteen years. Very good. And they have been really good to me. So, yep, that's a good place to go. Well, thank you very much for the endorsement. Tell them to advertise on the Weekend Gardener. <laughs> I have done that. Well, uh, there you go. I appreciate it, Steve. I have I have done that. Uh, I appreciate it. Tell them you guys ought to be on WPTF, and he says, do you think we need to? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, it's a, it's, a, it's a great place. Well, Steve, but, do, you, do you weed on your hands and knees or bend over? Uh, I have a, a little cart that I sit on and scoot around with. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's got wheels, so it's it's really, it's, if I don't do that, then if I get down on my hands and knees, I'll never get up. Wow. <laughs> uh, I don't want that. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's still tough for me to get up and down from the ground, so. Yeah. I have to be very careful. About well, it probably is for all of us in here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a disease? Uh, no, no. It's called old age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to take a couple well, of rolls. After, after, <laughs> I would, I would pay. Rufus's mic must not be working right because he uh, he's he's uh, he's leaning back a little bit. Yeah. He, he's. Um, I, I think about that rolling I do to get. He's out. playing setback. <laughs> Is he taking a nap again? Yeah. Well, we all are. We do. We take turns. We take turns. No. I uh, after three weekends of advertising the day Lily meeting on this past week, I missed it. <laughs> oh no! I thought you were going to tell me there were hundreds of people there. I I went upstairs to to get a nap to rest for going and. When I woke up, my wife was still sitting downstairs. I said, you didn't go? And she said, no, I was waiting on you to wake up. And I said, oh, I slipped right through it. So, well, you, you obviously needed your rest. That's what my I wife did, always tells me. That's the one thing. Yeah. Uh, late in the day is when it really catches up with me. But uh, yeah. Well, it does me too. That, I've got, <laughs> I, I, I looked at myself in the mirror the other day. And I was able to actually uh, flex my pecs. Oh, good, good. I actually have some spectral muscles. Well, that's good. You can do a little yeah. exercise, uh, upper body exercise now. I'm I'm walking more. Um, instead of using the electric carts at the grocery store, I'm using my walker in there and walking the entire good, store. Good, good. You're making that's progress. Good, good exercise. Yeah. And I'm walking. I think I said last week I was going to start walking uh, up past the mailbox to the top of the cul-de-sac and coming back when I go get the mail. Uh-huh. And that has helped a whole lot. Very good. Um, building up my muscles. But uh, I'm hoping to get out there and do some weeding today if it warms up. 
All right. Well, you have a great so weekend, wife, Steve. My wife has the entire day scheduled with ACC basketball. <laughs> oh, okay. And, uh, Duke and Carolina. And, and of course, a hockey match tonight. Uh, Virginia all play today. Yeah. All well, right. You, you take care. Somebody else on. All righty. I just wanted to touch base with you guys. Yes, sir. How much I love you. Well, we appreciate well, it so you, much. Steve. Thank you, Steve. All right. Bye. 827 WPTF time. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. We'll talk to Dave on the other side. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF at 836. Now, what were we doing off the air while you were doing whatever you were doing? We were talking about seafood. I mean, there you go. And, well, uh, I guess we'll talk about – I bet Miss Monica will be in this morning to, to talk with us about what's going on at the farmer's market after the 9 o'clock news. And we'll, we'll ask about seafood out there because they have fresh seafood and – Already prepared. Already prepared, <laughs> yes. So – yeah, that's what we were talking about. 919-860-9783. Dave, thank you for waiting. Your patient, sir. How can we help you? Hey, sure thing. Um, I'm staying on topic with the uh, lawn weeds uh, for now. So about a week, week and a half ago, I put the pre-emergent uh, fertilizer down. But that obviously isn't going to help me with the wavy flowers uh, I have blowing across my lawn right now, which... I think it's hairy bittercrest, which is sort of a chickweed-like thing. What do I do to get rid of that stuff and the timing of putting whatever else down? Oh, so you have something blooming. Huh. Uh, yeah. is, is it a little blue bloom? No, nah, they're, they're white, so they kind of sprout up very quickly, and there's like this little white flower at the top. It's a very shallow uh, weed um, root that goes in. And I've seen, oh, well, just go around. So it's not chickweed. My hands, and that's not a doable do for me. Oh, okay. Uh, well, any of them. You'll have to use a post-mergent if they're already up above ground. And, you know, most of your broadleaf weed killers should be able to knock that out. I mean, 2,4-D is the most common of the broadleaf uh, chemicals, and you, you're going to have to spray applied on there. Um, look for, uh, on, the, on the label, look for 2,4-D. MCPP and dicamba, and that's what you were talking about. Yes, uh, one of the, that's one of the clover killers. But yeah. mo- most any of the herbicides that say broadleaf weeds, what you're describing should easily fall fall into that. Uh, the one key is some of those will have a recommended application temperature, like above fifty, above sixty. You know, clearly some of those won't work if you go out and spray like right now, and it's thirty five degrees. You'd want to wait till it warmed up to apply them, but they essentially are all contact killers. You have to actually spray it on the weed to be able to kill it. Uh-huh. Got it. So that's the temperature you're talking about is air temperature, not soil temperature. Correct. Correct. And most of them, I mean, they are a number, they're all the time new products that come online there and some are better, but that has been an issue for people in the past, you know, not having the right window to apply them because once they start blooming, that means they're shortly going to be forming seed after that bloom goes and you don't want them, you try to kill them as soon as you see any blooms, you're going to have a lot more seed dropped on the ground. You're going to see more of them next year. 
Got it. Uh, and I should have said it was a pesky one. Uh, but so it's 2,4-D. What was the tail end of that, uh, Mike? Uh, it was 2,4-D, uh, MCPP, and Dicamba. Dicamba. And Dicamba. Right. Is, do, you, uh, do you have any clover in the yard that you don't want? But the reason I say that is many of your broadleaf uh, weed killers do not kill clover. You usually have to have something else added to it. But if you don't have clover, almost anything you see that says broadleaf weeds should be able to work. I don't have a lot of clover, but I've got oxalis, which is just as good, huh? Uh, no, the, the, no, the I believe it or not, the oxalis is a little bit easier to kill than the clover. Oh, good. Uh, uh, is in that. But the it, it, with anything... Or even like clover and oxalis, usually they grow so thick together, it's hard in one application sometimes to get the chemical on all of it because some of the plants are like up overshading. So it might take two applications to finally knock it out. Rufus, so, do you uh, have anything to interject? Well, <laughs> no, really. I, I, I have patches of oxalis. That I just love, and I mow around them. <laughs> well, you know, as a matter these, of fact, these, I do too. These, these lawn people are just going to take me out and tire me and feather me. But I love oxalis. <laughs> if you keep saying that, they're going to take your picture down at the at at uh, Sanitary Fish Market yeah. <laughs> and the Angus is it, Barn. Is it the same uh, chemical to use on for oxalis, or is there something different? Now, the broadleaf weed killer should be fine uh, for that. You, If you go, depending upon where, where you're buying the product at, uh, you can even Google the product. But if you get to the – it actually has the you know the chemical list on it. It almost always lists – it kills these weeds, and it'll list 50 different weeds uh, mm-hmm. on there that it will kill. So it's pretty easy to research sometimes not so much from brand name but if you look down to the fine print and see it's 41 percent you know glyphosate which just happens to be roundup but i mean it'll show you the actual chemical and it's pretty uh pretty easy to 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 look up from that if it doesn't even have it on the back just depends on what what you're purchasing lots of times when you're buying the pure chemical and a concentrate it may not list it on the actual package. You know, you, you'll have to look up the label. Uh, f- Got it for it, but and the I label can... the label will always list on there the uh, the the weeds that it will kill. And I'm not going to screw up the uh, pre-emergent that I just threw. No, down that's no, two that's, that's two separate things. That say the pre-emergence is going to dissolve, go down in the mm-hmm. ground, and hopefully coat the weed seed so the weed seed cannot sprout. I'll tell you one thing you can't do that's, is plant any grass that's, you put a pre-emergence That's out. right. It, it doesn't discriminate. It keeps seed, good or bad, from, from germinating, where with the post-emergence, your contact killing it, spraying it on it is two separate things. won't affect your pre-emergence at all. Yeah. Great. Thank you once again. Thank you, Dave, for calling. Sure thing. Have a good day. You too. All right, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. And, uh, yeah, there, there are a lot of, uh, lot of ways you, to, to handle the weeds in the landscape. You've just got to do it at the right time and use the right chemicals is yeah. what we've and, been saying. And one other thing, and, and for Dave benefits, and most of the time if you read the labels on the actual chemicals, it will tell you, but adding a surfactant to them is, is often – you know, very critical in the ability for them to work because that, you know, just makes it heavier where it will, you know, not run off.
uh, as easy, and therefore the chemical can be absorbed into what you're trying to, to kill. So you'll see that often to add a surfactant, and if they they sell stuff that you could do for that, and and regular you know dishwashing, a few drops of that added into it, it just makes it oily, so it's it's yes. hard yeah. it's it's harder for the actual product to run off of the weed, therefore staying on it, and therefore killing it. Well, I, I use that if I'm going to round up something. I always uh, put a little bit a little bit of that on because it just makes sense that. You don't want it, want it to run off. Well, if it's a contact killer, you got to get it on it to kill it. So, yeah. yeah. By the way, I don't want uh, readers to think that I'm I'm not a, a pretty lawn guy. It's just that I I live in a place that you Gerald and Mike knows that just an old uh, 1921 bungalow and it it has a, a natural garden, and so I don't mean to be putting off because. There are a lot and, of folks and that, heavily wooded. Yeah, right. and, and, and they, they wouldn't have had that. That dentist wouldn't have uh, had a, a lawn like you know we not, we not love a perfect today. lawn back no. in the no, back he in wouldn't, the 20s. He wouldn't have done that. No, uh, and I think it was probably amazing that he had the plants that he did have so long ago. Yeah, but, the, but his wife really extraordinary. I've come plants. to find out was uh, a member of the, the one of the first Raleigh Garden, Garden clubs, clubs, and the famous. Elizabeth, uh, what was her name? The, the, the famous gardener, was it Lawrence? Elizabeth Lawrence. Uh, Elizabeth Lawrence, Eli- yes. Elizabeth Lawrence used to visit her. Oh, wow. And so That's, that's gardening royalty there. Yeah, I, I'm mentioning that in my next <clears throat> article. Gerald's going to write it growing up on the farm, and I'm, I'm going to try to write something on the 100-year-old-plus trees that are there, and some are more than that because the lady that lives beside us says that some of these trees, when she was a little girl, uh, were mature trees. And so yeah. those trees have seen a lot of things happen. Absolutely. So, Gerald, you're writing about growing up on the farm. There aren't any bad words in there, are there? No, this is the— About the tobacco fields. It, and the, it, 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 it talks a little <clears throat> bit about my father. And uh, oh, when well. I told one of my cousins, their eyes got big. I <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs> I, said, I said, no, it, it'll, be, it'll be fine. <laughs> He, he never got after you with a tobacco stick, did he? He didn't have to get after you with a tobacco stick. Oh, he had to look Mo- at you. Most of the time, all he had to do was look at you, yeah. and that would scare you straight. Oh, yeah. just, just, just Just a look. Yeah. I understand that. Well, I look forward to reading that. 919-860-9783. Coming up, we'll talk to Bobby in Orange County. It's 846. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF. Mike Rayley here along with Rufus Edmonston and Gerald Adams, who is one of the folks in charge of that big old Centennial Campus, the grounds there, and uh, the uh, Chancellor's House uh, and, and those grounds, but not the golf course. Not, not the golf course. And that's, that's a shame. I, th- I think that, that Gerald would uh, would make a a good landscaper for the golf course. So you could got to oversee it as you were hitting your irons. Yeah, that would be the problem. They would. I was supposed to be doing work, and I'd have a golf club. Temptation would to be great. I'd have well, a golf club in my hands. you got to test the turf. Yeah. <laughs> now that I could do. All right, Bobby is in Orange County. Bobby, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning, gentlemen morning uh, yes sir uh, how can we help you 
Well, I got about four things I want to do a speed a speed uh, question on and get them all done before the break here, if I can. Yeah, all right. All right, good deal. Uh, Georgia, in this area, Orange County, uh, I'm, I'm going to switch over to Georgia to put some plugs in. question is, what would you recommend? Which variety of Georgia? And I've got some... I've got some areas of shape where it's a nice big white oak tree that, 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 that yeah. uh, even the fescue doesn't do so well under because of the shape. Well, uh, that zoysia is not going to do well there either. Is yes, it? not going to do in in the shade. I mean, if, zo- if fescue won't grow there, I don't know of a zoysia that will grow there either. It's got to have uh, more sun than even the fescue has. At least six hours. Yes, I, I would say that. Uh, doesn't have to be straight in a row, but from sunup to sunset. Right. Uh, if you've got some, you know, sunnier areas, the I mean, the zoysia comes in. It's so much more diversified in blade width than any other grass it is. They're very narrow-bladed zoysias that look similar to Bermuda, and there are some much wider-bladed zoysias that are even closer towards the fescue kind of look. So it's in, you, I see people that like one one way or better than the other. You know, Meyer zoysia is the one that's been around forever and one of the ones that is, I think, available by seed instead of, you know, and it's a kind of a medium blade one. So it's I, sometimes I would say it's possible if you stopped by the Raleigh Farmer's Market and went to Superside, yeah. they might actually have, they've got some little test plots, you know, out front to show people, and they have so much sod that comes through there on a daily basis. You 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 might could see some of the different types to see which one was more appealing to you. I know NC State has got a, a a new one out now as well too, but it might still be in a little difficult to find. Called Lobo. All right, thank uh, you. And and one of the great benefits from it and their test is it seems to be a lot lower maintenance. One can get by with a lot less water and a lot more difficult uh, growing situations, and they're really excited about it going forward. But you know you got to get to. The turf grass farms have to get going, and, and all that takes, you know, a few years to get a ample supply on hand. Okay. The next question is, I have some irises and daylilies that are planted together. They're absolutely too crowded, and so the blooms are just not there. I need to pick them up with some fertilizer. What? Are, 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 are they getting enough sun? Because sometimes they can crowd themselves out and cause problems, and sometimes the stuff around them can grow up and put them in less sun than they were earlier in their lifespan. And plus, don't they know they need to be separated and move to other yeah, areas? Yeah, you'll get the center of them will die out, and they'll just bloom around the periphery. So digging them up and moving them helps, and just leaving a couple behind if they were you know was getting enough sun and they were blooming in that spot. But in the meantime, fertilizer for them. Yeah, generally speaking, you're going to look at any kind. I I, I use slow-release fertilizer like a 12-12-12 or 14-14-14. Osmocote is a a very prominent brand, but there are many other slow-release ones. Uh, And and they kind of go up in price. Some of them advertise the fertilizer stays there for 60 days, some 75 days, some 90 days, 
generally speaking, the one that stays data longer tends to be a little more expensive. But that's really what you want. One, you can't hardly get a nitrogen burn by putting too much nitrogen at one time if you use a slow release. And then two, it's going to feed them over a slower period of time where they're growing out and then after they're blooming, which is key for them to be able to, to you know, have the nutrients to prepare for next year's bloom. All right. And uh, these uh, giant azaleas, I heard uh, uh, the, the Attorney General talking about here last week, uh, big 8, 10, 12 foot, some of them. Which, which variety is that? Uh, it's, there, there are a lot, all. I'm not going to say all, but the majority of your old fashioned varieties can get, you know, eight to ten, twelve foot tall. Maybe I've seen some fifteen foot tall before. So there, what you'd have to know the color of the bloom, and then to start searching back from there. But it's just not one or two. Lord, Lord, they could be, you know, forty or fifty. Yeah, well, easily. I have some Formosa. Yeah, that that and and I'm I'm one that uh, have them in front of the house, and they've got to be close to seventy five years old. And when I trim them, Bobby, I I, I don't trim much off except the bloom because I like them tall. It, it, it's almost like a, a a a little miniature tree form. And, and I I I think that if if you uh. Phil probably Phil Campbell probably comes the closest to having some big ones. I've I've noticed that most of the azaleas now, uh, Gerald, aren't they in, in the? Uh, Everything has grown to the dwarf or more yeah. compact. Even the tallest of the encore azaleas gets maybe four and a half, five foot tall, and all of the newer introductions and other varieties are stuff that's from two and a half to four and a half foot tall. Uh, and quite frankly, it can be difficult sometimes to find these older varieties because the people want them that bloom twice a year, which is the newer cultivars, and most of those are are, are smaller growing. But there still are some people around that grow uh, the older ones. Phil, would I know uh, Buds and Blooms Nursery up in Brown Summit, North Carolina, north of Greensboro, grows a lot of older varieties. They won't sell retail, but the many of the nurseries in our area buy from them, so... That that's a possibility. Well, I've, I've liked them so much that I've layered over the years, bend a bend a twig down, put some dirt over it, and put a brick on it, and start another yep. one because I've I've not been able to find them anywhere. Right, right. Uh, I'll believe that, that because I'm going to run out of time before we sell some more cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing we don't have, as a matter of fact, right. is cornflakes. What about that uh, the NCSU uh, reference I heard you talking about last week, uh, plant reference? Uh, you kept mentioning one that I hadn't heard of before, uh, a reference or guide. Oh, that's the uh, Something online. plant toolbox. Let me see. That's it. Right. Let, uh, me, uh, let me go and see what the uh, North Carolina Extension Gardener plant toolbox. I'll find them online. Yep. And uh, to close this out on a, prank, uh, a, a giggle here, what's a, that state farmer's market jingle? What is the last line in that saying? Dad gummit, Monica sent that to me at some point. I'll have to, She may be on with us this morning uh, in just a few minutes, and I will ask her that. Uh, she sent it to me. I may be able to find it before then, but probably not. Play it and play I've it had. Yeah, 
I've had I've stayed farmers market, grown yeah. raised caught, grown ra- and grown, made. Grown raised caught and made. That's what we think it is. Well, I have no idea what that even is. Well, you you better write it down <laughs> along with the plant toolbox, Bobby. <laughs> All right. Hey, is there, is there any other of those old fashioned varieties besides Formosa that name comes to to mind? Oh, are they available? <laughs> yeah, that's the, the <clears throat> that's the the question is is the finding the the, fi- the finding it not naming up some of the old ones but finding someone that's still growing them. Right. All right. Good deal, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bobby. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right, eat those weekend gardener cornflakes. Grown, grown, caught. What was it again? Grown, raised, raised and made are in there somehow. Grown, grown, caught, raised and made, or grown, raised, caught and made. Uh-huh. Jason, Jason, our producer, tells us so. He's been keeping up with things. I well, just, he's only heard it play fifty million times. So, <laughs> well, I have too, but I just. <clears throat> <clears throat> I uh, I can't I can't put it together, but I did. I've had people ask me about that, and uh, I finally had to go to Monica, and and she told me, and still that didn't do any good. I, I grow. I'm going to have to write it down. I'm gonna, I'm going to put it here in front of the console and the guy in the morning. Well, so, I haven't what, sold anything that I caught at the farmer's market, right. but I sell stuff out there that I've grown, that's right. raised, and made. That's right. And we'll be back. <laughs> 